Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, this is Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat. Um, this is Natalisha. Namaji Nat. And today we have the honor of having pop rock artist Bryn Bowman. Whimsical with an edge and equipped with powerhouse vocals, Bryn Bowman delivers jaw-dropping, high-energy performances while maintaining a strong connection with her audience. Through her honest and candid lyricism, any fear of vulnerability is outweighed by her desire to create art that is both authentic and approachable. Drawing influence from artists like Pink, Paramore, and Panic at the Disco, Bryn infuses her pop rock sound with eccentric genre bending elements that set her apart from the artists alike. Everyone, let's give a round of a welcome to Bryn Bowman. I need a Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being on here. So how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm a little tired today, but other than that, I can't complain. No, I get the feeling we've been dealing with um, uh, an awful pandemic. So I think everybody's tired. Everybody's sick and tired of just dealing with this and wants to get on with their lives. So how have you been dealing with this whole pandemic thing? You know, I got a new job during this pandemic. Um, so I've just been keeping myself busy at work. I've been writing a lot of music. I've awesome. been learning lots of self-love tactics. <laughs> yes. Amen. You have to do that. <laughs> now you know especially that you're an artist we us artists we have to know self-love we don't have that and we don't need to be doing music because you know in our industry even though everybody knows that music is subjective um some people can criticize you some people can love you i mean it's very fickle uh but yeah the whole self-love thing and the thing is i always say this is my motto if you don't love yourself, anything that you're putting out there is not going to have your love, your essence in it. So you definitely have to love yourself and um, and just create create from that place of love. So good for you. I love that. Thank you. Uh, how would you describe your music? My music. I love to say that I'm whimsical with an edge. I like to be feminine and girly, but then I can flip the switch and go, you know, all black gothic sing about murder um and just kind of cover that whole spectrum (laughs) i love that oh my gosh i love you already i love the fact that you're very versatile (laughs) you you don't yeah you don't you're not afraid to take risks with your music i love that hey you want to sing about murder go ahead i mean hey you know what those kind of songs can probably fit in a lot of films that deal with murder so yeah, you have a niche right there. That's awesome. Um, so the next, so the next thing I was going to ask you is, what about your music is rebellious and unconventional or unusual? Um, a lot of what I write about 
comes from not being able to deal with my anger. Um, Mm. I realized about a year ago that I had never been angry about anything in my life because I think in society as women, we're kind of labeled as crazy or too loud or aggressive very easily when we act on our anger. So I, I channel a lot of that energy into my music, um, especially with all this pandemic stuff going on, lots of anger floating around in there. Right. I, I actually like that. The fact that you, you channel all of that. Cause I was telling somebody else that said music is a great place for us to be able to yell or express our joy. And it, it allows us to express so many different emotions. And I love the fact that I'm hearing that you channel yourself through your music. So that's, that's really good. Um, and you mentioned the thing about women. Yeah. You know, sometimes when women vent or they say something, you know, we're either called the B word or something else. Um, it's never, oh, that was something smart to say. Oh, that was interesting. No, it's never like that. It's always something um, different that people uh, want to infer when we're being, being strong and we're speaking our truth. Um, and speaking of that, I, you know, I've asked a lot of people this question. I don't know if you watched the Grammys. Did you watch the Grammys? I watched some of it, not all of it. So did you see the Cardi B performance? I did, yeah. So now there's a huge controversy. You know, a lot of people are, well, the people who are extremely conservative are um, very upset at that performance. Um, It's almost like, well, obviously they they didn't know that the video that has been out there for several months um, about the song WAP. And so it's very interesting on how um, everybody's perception of the, the routine it's kind of risque, but that's the song. That's the genre. What do you think about artists that um, want to create a specific style that's more sexual in, in, in nature? I mean, when men do it, nobody has a problem, but these two women with Cardi B and Megan Stallion, people were just in an upper. They're like, oh my God, it's time time television. What are they doing? So do you think people should stop people's creativity? Because if an artist paints, nobody says, well, he should have used a splash of orange right there. What do you think? I mean, exactly what you're saying. Men do it all the time. Nobody thinks twice about it. Um, and I'm actually, I'm putting out another song later this year that kind of leans into that sexuality a little bit. And okay. as a woman, I just, I felt very uncomfortable going there. But okay. I I think all of us just have to, we just have to go there. We have to destigmatize it because otherwise it's just going to stay the way it is, you know? Amen to that, sister. Um, we definitely have to speak out. And it seems like we're going to always have to speak out. I, I can't wait for, if I'm still alive, if there's a place where, you know, everybody's just going to see us as equal and we don't have to speak out so much. Um, how did you start your musical journey? Yeah, I actually went to um, undergrad at the University of Texas for music education. So oh. I kind of started off there. And I was singing a lot of opera, doing a lot of teaching. Um, and then I got into the actual classroom and said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, and that's, that's when I kind of moved up to Nashville, started singing pop and rock, and uh, really found my niche. Wow. You moved to Nashville for pop and rock. And so yes. it's, it's, I think when people think of Nashville, they just think of country. And I know for a fact that, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just the songwriting capital. I mean, just songwriting. 
And so it doesn't really matter uh, what genre it is. That's awesome. So how do you like Nashville? I love it. It's it's taken me a little while to mesh with the city, but now that I've been here for a few years, I'm starting to really get comfy and enjoy living here. What do you enjoy about being an artist? Gosh, um, honestly, just getting to express myself. Art is so funny in the way that it, it, it gives you an excuse to go to an extreme. Right. And and I've always kind of lived my life in this box where my emotions, you know, are just very, like, not complicated. I don't think about them too much. But when I go into songwriting mode, when I go into performing mode, I lean into those very extreme emotions. And it's, it's cathartic in a way. It lets me release all that emotional tension. Yeah, you and I are very much alike with the music because I know when I'm angry, I sing. And I let it out when I'm happy. Yep. I I let it out. No, it's very cathartic. Like you said, I just, I, I love that. So I'm going to be following you a lot because I love, I love the fact that you use your music, you know, uh, to, for, for your own well being. So I love that. Um, so how far do you think women in the music industry have come and how far do you think we have to go? I think we've come an awful long way. Um, but obviously there's so much longer to go. I think you look at the country industry, women in music on country radio get way less airtime than men right. in country music do. I mean, it's just facts. So I think it's, we're working on it. CMAs did like a women in country theme tonight, yeah. which was awesome um, a couple years ago, but then a lot of the awards went to the dudes. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's just it's a lot of give and take. For. Yeah, what does that say? It's like, okay, well, we're going to put you here, but you can't be here. It's almost like with Black History Month, I was talking to somebody else about this. It was like, okay, so CMT said, okay, we're going to have Black History Month Spotify playlist, and they put a couple of people on there, and it's beautiful. Well, why is it that it has to take a Black History Month for them to be on that playlist? Why can't they be on a playlist that's just an everyday playlist that they have? So. I think all around, I think uh, the music industry just, uh, their eyes have to be um, opened um, and see that in certain areas, you know, women are awesome, minorities are awesome, and that there's, there's, there's a place for everybody. I mean, you would think that when it comes to music, there shouldn't be any rhetoric, there shouldn't be any division of any kind. But for somehow, for some reason, there's some kind of division, which is crazy to me. Um, what is your writing process like? My writing process, a lot of times, is me sitting outside by myself while mm -hmm. it's pouring rain and I'm crying or I'm really mad or I'm super duper happy. And I scribble some stuff down in the notes on my phone. And then a few days later, I go to the piano, find some chords that I like, write the melody, um, and then kind of go back and edit in the weeks following until I feel good about it. I love that. I love that. You definitely channel your, your, your emotions through song. And I think that's what makes you probably a great songwriter. Um, how do you deal with writer's block if you get writer's block? 
gosh, I wish I knew the answer to that question. (laughs) A lot of times I think I just, I wait for those intense emotions to strike me. Um, Mm -hmm. And if, if that hasn't happened in a while, I will like find a show that I'm attached to, or I'll make a playlist that's a certain feeling, or Mm -hmm. I'll find a movie that's going to make me cry or make me learn something new. And I'll, I'll write songs based on that. Yeah, no, that's a good tactic. Um, where, okay, where is this craziest place that you've created the song? Like, I always come up with music in the shower. Always. <laughs> and when I get out, I forget them. That's why I want a gadget that allows me to record in the shower. So where's the craziest <laughs> for you? <laughs> um, I went on, like, a... a boating trip like a sailing trip around the British Virgin Islands a couple years ago and it was sort of misting on the ocean and it was really late at night and I was just looking up at the stars looking at all of the ocean water around me and I wrote a song um, that I would actually love to sing for y'all at some point during this podcast yeah that would be awesome I don't don't want for anything please I love that kind of stuff um what is um what is a quote that you like to go by? Gosh, um I watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. And he has two quotes that I tell myself constantly. They're written on my whiteboards and my post-it notes all over my room. First one is if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. And the sec- second one is what other people think of me is none of my business. Okay. I like that. I really like that about, oh, I love that. And you know, the thing, the other thing is also whatever somebody thinks of you is what they use, they truly feel about themselves. So I love right. that. I love those folks. Those are amazing. Um, so tell us, we're about to play Suffocate. So tell me what that song's about. Suffocate is pure rage and anger and creepiness. It's all the thoughts you have after a breakup or after a fight with a friend that you won't ever voice, you won't ever tell anybody about. But, you know, those thoughts are there, and it's okay that those thoughts are there. You're not the only one having those thoughts. Um, And that's kind of why I wanted to release the song, is just to make sure everybody knows that those thoughts are very normal. (laughs) All right. So we're I'm going to play something from our sponsor, and then we're going to play the song. Hold on one second. Hi, it's Jordan. And Madison. And we're Jay Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B-Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at bsquaredmgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single, Down, now on Spotify. Yeah. 
so afraid, you know, of hurting somebody's feelings. Obviously, there's a way to say things in the beginning um, when you talk to somebody, but I think it's, it's very it's very important just to be honest and just tell somebody how you really feel. Don't you agree? Oh, I totally agree. Um, that's awesome. I, I love I really love that song. I'm going to have to play that on repeat. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's actually phenomenal. Um, I, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. That's amazing. I love artists like you. You you are the true indie artist. Don't let anybody ever tell you, and you are, um, that you're not, you're on the right path, and there is a, there is a place for you in music. You were born to do this. Um, how do you deal with criticism in the music industry? I have 
honestly just gotten really used to it. I know it's not a personal thing most of the time. (laughs) It's just kind of part of the job. And at this point, you know, I've been in the classical world where criticism is just, you know, standard. You you get criticism all the time. You pay people to get criticized. Right. And, um, and then coming over into the the pop rock world, people are a little nicer about it and maybe only give you criticism when you ask, but it's just it's just part of the job and I honestly appreciate it. It helps me grow. That's awesome. Um, have you done any live streaming during the pandemic? I have, yeah. I've been doing some live stream shows um through Facebook. And then I did one through a company in New York, um, like a Broadway company. Let's see, what else do I do? I've been doing just little things here and there and then doing a lot of, like, cover videos as well. That's awesome. So how do you like the whole live streaming thing? It's a good substitute for live performance. (laughs) (laughs) I like that answer. It's like, it's what I got now and I'm doing it. Um, No, yeah, no, I I agree with you 100%, like uh, B squared management, because I was with them and now we're partners um, in some things. And um, so they were the ones that encouraged me to do the live streaming at first. I was like, how am I going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I set everything up and then I started to do it. And sometimes I have a lot of people, sometimes I have a few people, sometimes I have, I'm singing to myself. But what I like about it is that, you know, you get you get to practice and it does, you're not idle. You're just not waiting for the whole world to open up again so that you can be on stage and stuff like that. And you can actually get new fans while doing the live streaming. So I, I do like that aspect of things. Um, so have you gotten a, more fans through the live streaming, do you think? Surprisingly, yes. I've gotten a few more fans and like a pe- people from high school that I haven't really talked to in a while have messaged me and, and said like, hey, I watched your show. Like that was awesome just keep going and it's it's been really encouraging well that's cool um what is the first thing you think you you're going to want to do when the pandemic is truly over other than get on stage and perform probably go out and watch other people perform go to concerts i miss it so much um so what are you working on right now I am working on um, a new single that's going to hopefully be coming out in May. That's the plan. And then I have a few more singles scheduled to come out this year and maybe even an album coming out early next year. Oh, I can't, oh, I can't wait for that. Cause I'm sure you have Thank a lot. You. <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot to say. Uh, yeah, I can't I wait. Do. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know. Um, I can't wait till, uh, yeah, we can go and actually watch people perform, and I can't wait to perform again, I think. One of the things I've learned about the whole pandemic is how important it is to be around people and physical touch. It's like you don't realize how, how important that is until you just don't have it anymore. Would you say that is true? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I make my, hug, uh, I make my roommates hug me, like, at least a few <laughs> times a week. <laughs> oh, there you go. Here, I like you. I like you. Now, do you play any instruments? I play a little bit of piano. I'm starting to practice guitar a little more often, but I usually get other people to play for me just because I don't trust my own ability. Yeah, I, I, I tried to learn how to play guitar. That didn't really 
It was almost like you had to, I mean, your body, you have, you have to be a contortionist. And everybody I, I talked to, they're like, yeah, guitar, I, I wish I could. So I bought this large, uh piano um, many years ago, still in the box. It's coming out of the box this year. I keep saying that. And so I can learn um, an instrument. Do you think it's critical for somebody to be able to know how to play something? Because obviously we're vocalists and we're songwriters and uh, our vocal, our vocals are our instrument, but do you think it will increase somebody's chances in the music world if they know how to play an instrument? It's definitely an advantage, especially with songwriting. A lot of songwriters rounds, you just, you hop up on stage and they expect you to be able to play. And I've made it this far with grab enough to play guitar or to play piano for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely, it's, definitely an advantage to be able to play your own instrument yeah i gotta do this i gotta do this i don't have to um so tell us about your song wanna what do you wanna 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 came out in uh, january of 2020 so before all this pandemic mess and it was my first single it's my little baby it's another song that kind of hones in on my anger it's kind of a conversation that I never got to have with a friend that um, I was very very close with for years she just sort of dropped off the face of the planet and never told me why or if I had done something wrong Um, so I I put all of the effort that I was putting into trying to talk to her into the song instead and said well one day if she wants to have this conversation with me here it is all righty, hold on one second for a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network.
love that. Love that. Oh, that's like a relationship anthem right there. That is. The, <laughs> I could see that in a film. I, I mean, I could hear it in a film, like some kind of relationship or teenagers or or college students or something where they're they're rocking that anthem because it's a beautiful anthem. I love that. I love your vocals. You do have a beautiful voice, by the way. Um, thank you so much. You're welcome. So what do you think? Do you think, um, would you rather stay an indie artist? Would you got, rather go to a major label? Or would you rather go to an indie label? That's a great question. I <laughs> honestly have no clue. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I would love to maintain control of my own right. image and my own things that I'm releasing. I, I really want to be in control of that. So it makes me lean towards mm-hmm. the, you know, staying an indie artist option. Right. But it really just depends on the opportunities that are presented to me. I'm just going to roll along with it. I like that. I like that. Um, now, if you were, give, let's say you were giving given a major label contract, but they wanted to change your image, would you try to negotiate or would you say no? I guess it depends on what they were trying to change it to, because if they're going to try and make me like bubblegum, all American girl <laughs> with, you know, a country accent and I'm eating cotton candy in my spare time. Like I, <laughs> I don't yeah. think I could do it. That's just not me. But Maybe I would try and negotiate it if it's a really good opportunity. Good answer. Good answer. What is the craziest thing that happened to you on stage? Craziest thing that's happened to me on stage? I I mean, I've had lots of sound issues. I don't know. That's probably the craziest thing. Lots of, like, mics going out in the middle of the song sort of situation. And having to like scream over my band for the rest of the season. I think considered crazy. Um, I don't yeah. know if I've crazy experiences. Um, I can't say that I, well, I don't know. I've had all kinds of experiences. Um, what is your end goal with your music? What, what do you really want to see happen with your music career? I would love to tour and spread music and spread love. And in the end, what I really want to do with my music is just make people feel less alone. I want mm-hmm. people to hear my songs and, and say, you know, that's exactly how I'm feeling. And I just didn't know that that was what I was feeling until I heard you sing it. Um, because right. that's, that's what I did growing up. That's what I do now. I hear songs and, and I'm just so inspired by them. And I have self-realizations through music all the time. So my main goal is just to do that for other people, just to be that source of light. I love that. Oh, my God, I love you so much. (laughs) You are a source of light. (laughs) And hopefully people will gravitate to that light because you have so much to say. You know what? With your music, I think so many people will be like, oh, my God, she gets me. She so totally gets me. I need to rock out to her music because that's what I'm getting from it. Because I can't wait for your album to come out because I'm going to play that on 24-7. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I just feel that. I just feel that. Just by talking to you and the way you speak your truth, I just know that the album is going to be awesome. Um, 
how do you deal with the whole social media thing? You know that we, as artists, have to be on almost every damn thing that's out there. We have to keep promoting. We have to keep hashtagging. We have to keep saying something because literally we're, you know, trying to, um, you know, go against the, not go against, but we're competing against the mainstream artists. Um, what are your tactics on the whole social, social media game, so to speak? It's so overwhelming to me. I wish I had, you know, extra money to throw at someone to just do it all for me um, because it, it really does impact my mental health. But what I have realized, especially through this last cycle of promotion for my new, my new song is if I'm just myself as much as I can be right. and I'm just having a conversation with people like I would if they were right in front of me, that mm. it's a lot less mentally taxing right um during this whole pandemic time i've been able to watch webinars and conferences and really learn about all the social media thing and the one takeaway that i get from it is that people want to learn about you they want personal stuff that has to be extremely personal but they really want to get them to know the artist and so that they can feel like oh my god like i'm saying like i think people will get you um that that your fans are going to totally get you and they're going to be like, gosh, I got to follow this person. I, I have to be a super fan of this person. And I do agree with you. It is a ton of work because there's algorithms, which I don't even follow, but there's algorithms and they say you have to post like several times a day and you, you or you could post at this time or this is what you're supposed to post. And then you need to get on TikTok. Then you need to do a reel. And then you need to do this, that, and the other. And, so let me ask you about this. I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, but um, one of the things, and I like TikTok sometimes because um, some of the stuff on there, I have a, a friend, also a duet partner that did a song uh, that is on there and he has a lot of, he's a comedian as well and his stuff is so funny. But one of the things I noticed is that our, as artists, especially independent artists, we're always doing other people's music. And I was just like, why? It's always that we're pushing. Like, I've been to festivals where they're like, oh, in order to be seen, why don't you do a cover? But I'm thinking, why? There are a lot of mainstream artists that didn't do a cover, and they still got noticed. I don't want to have to do somebody else's song. So when I'm on TikTok, I actually do my own music. I'll do videos to my music. I have two cats. You know, I'll put them in there. I've done them to my music. Maybe once or twice I've done them to old school music. But other than that, it's all my music. So what do you think about that? Do do we continue to push other mainstream artists' music, or do we start uh, creating videos to our own thing? I'm all for posting videos of original music. I think it's so inspiring when I see other people's original music blowing up on TikTok. Um, I follow a girl, Lizzie. I think her last name is Lizzie Alpine. She's from Berkeley. And I, I found her on Instagram, and I was, like, blown away by her songs. And now she started putting them on TikTok, and she has so much so much success with it. Um, and I, I'm honestly, like, so jealous of that. I, I need to get my own original music out on my TikTok. I just have not put in the work to be able to do that. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. What you just, that word, work. That's the thing. You have to have, like, you, you literally have to say, I'm going to carve out 30 minutes, 20 minutes. I'm just going to sit down, and I'm just going to focus on my TikTok. I have a friend who's a music manager to her son, and she was telling me, because I had her on my podcast, 
how they set out, I don't know if it was an hour or two or three hours just to do TikTok. And that's all he does that entire time. And it's whether it's doing stitches, which is something I didn't know what the hell that was. And then we're doing duets, is doing his own videos with his own music. And now he has like 30,000 subscribers. Wow. 30,000. I mean, he's good at what he does. Let me just give him that much credit. He's good at what he does, but he has 30,000. But he invests the time to work on the whole TikTok thing. And so right. that's the question. How do you manage your time with this music industry and then going to work? Because I know you're going to work so that you can do this music thing. So how do you balance that? Yeah, that that is such a huge challenge for me right now. That's been one of my biggest problems through all of this promotion for my single is I work 11-hour days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I work half days on Tuesdays and on Saturdays. So I am so busy with work all of the time. It's long days. I am worn out. And honestly, some like most days I get home and I have music stuff that I have to take care of. And it's, I try and frame it as like, that's my treat. I worked this whole day and I'm tired, but I get to come home and I get to do what I love. I get to work on my music. I get to build my business. I get to do, you know, I get to reach out to people and, and just do my passion projects at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I love that. I'm I'm still trying to balance everything. And I'm like, oh my, and, and for me, it's just like, I'm organized. But at the same time, I'm like, like, for example, today I had a bunch of errands to do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's already four o'clock. And I haven't even done one thing for music. And I, if you saw my list, your your head would spin off, literally <laughs> spin off of your body. And you say, how are you going to get all that stuff done? And I'm just like, I'm just going to have to, I have like, several singles I need to, uh, songs I'm collaborating with people on and, and sing. There's some of my own, this, that, and the other, writing articles. I mean, it's just a lot of work, but I'm also doing this. So some of the marketing tactics so that people can get to know me more, get to know my music, get to know my collaborators. Like I always tell people, this is you, you and you, and this is you. Music has to become you. It's like you're one with the music. Um, so what advice would you give, to an up, up and coming artist? I would say when you get to a spot where you don't know how to do something, figure out how to do it. Ask people, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to look up tutorials on YouTube. Um, don't be afraid to say that you don't know what you're doing because no one does. <laughs> no one has it all together. And and just keep pushing for what you want and what you've dreamed of and what you've been working for your whole life. Amen. I love that. I love that. So one last thing, what would you tell, what advice would you give your younger self? Oof, my younger self, I would tell her to not be afraid of her feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Embrace embrace the feelings because that's where the that's where good art comes from that's where mental health comes from is dealing with your feelings yes it does what would you say is your deepest song song i have one that i'm working on recording later this year that's called um should have known better and it's Mm. about like getting attached to someone even when you 
didn't think you would and then all of a sudden you're attached and they decide that they want to leave and you're think, thinking to yourself like dang I should have known better wow how hard is it for you to write on such a personal level it's difficult it's more difficult to share it than it is to actually write it I'm I'm good at putting it down on paper I'm less good at saying, this is how I was feeling at a time. Please don't judge me. <laughs> yeah. Just listen and, you know, try and relate, hopefully. Yeah, I think, listen, based on everything I've heard from you, people are going to, like I said, they're just going to relate to you. I think you should start getting, creating t-shirts that have some, some of your lyrics on the, the t-shirt because I think they would sell out, literally. Because you're just speaking, whatever somebody else is afraid to say, you are saying it for them. Definitely are. And I think you have a specific niche that you can focus on that will really seriously get you to the top. Because uh, now more or less people are trying to speak their truth. Some people are just so afraid. But if they just had that little push, and then I think if they listen to your music, they'd be like, hey, she's saying it. So, so can I, you know what I mean? Now, um, right. tell our audience where they can find you online. Yes, you can find me. Um, I have a website, www.brandbowmanmusic.com. And then you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, all of the streaming services. Um, and then you can also find me uh, sitting in my house if you ever want to come say hi. <laughs> All right. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Bryn, for being on Chatting with Nat. It was my honor to have you on here. I am going to follow you everywhere because I think you're just simply awesome. And don't ever forget that you're awesome. I want you to have an amazing day. You are a great pop rock artist. You're just a great person. Thank you so much. This has been the highlight of my day for sure. Oh, thank you so much. Have an awesome day. Have an awesome weekend. And I can't, I'm looking forward to your album. Thank you. All righty. And we're leaving chatting with Nat. Everybody have a great day. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.